0: Every week they talk about music coming into Milwaukee and music coming out of Milwaukee. Here's Evan Ridlesky of 88.9 and Piet Levy of the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. This is Tapped In.
1: Welcome, welcome, welcome to Tapped In. I am Evan, that is Piet. And today we are talking about something we are like contractually obligated to talk about. (laughs) We we are a uh, Milwaukee and Wisconsin music podcast. We're just going to talk about the violent femmes. Sometimes that is just the way it is, Piet. We are talking about the violent femmes this week, uh, but there's some some pretty cool news coming out of the uh, violent femmes world, right?
0: Yeah, I mean, we're not just randomly mentioning the femmes. Uh, you know, they're basically celebrating their 30th anniversary this year, which is pretty mind-boggling. But yeah, 30 years, and um, recently they released a, or basically re-released. A new compilation album called "Added Up" (1981 to 1993). This is kind of like a fan favorite compilation. It only came out on CD, I think, in '93. Um, that had, you know, some of the hits, some of the kind of live recordings of some songs, some weird, random things like an, a, a, an audio recording of of Gordon Gano, the the front man, claiming that his parents locked him in his house and he needed help getting out. Uh, you know, just lots of like kind of weird things. There's like a psychedelic. Milwaukee show radio ad on there. It's a pretty bizarre thing and kind of perfect for the fems and something that fans love, but was out of circulation, but in honor of the 30th anniversary, it's out there now on vinyl for the first time and also streaming.
1: Yeah. So this, I, I have a personal connection to this compilation. This was my introduction to the violent Fems when I was a kid. Um, cool. You know, the narrative around the violent Fems is that they have one perfect album, right? They have their debut debut album from, uh, 1983. Uh, It's got most of the hits. Blister in the Sun, yeah. Kiss Off, Add It Up, Gone Daddy, Gone. All the fan favorites are on that one album, right? Um, yeah. But I didn't have that album. When I, when I was a, a little kid in the 90s, my dad had a copy of this compilation. So this album, not the debut album, was like my introduction to the Violent Femmes. And I think it was for like a lot of alternative listeners in the 90s. You know, the, the Femmes were sort of, at the time, they were sort of like an 80s band that was like being discovered because they kind of fit the purview of 90s alternative rock. And so this like compilation really helped them find, um, find that newer audience in the 90s. I, f- I feel like it canonized the band in a really important way, more than just like a typical greatest hits compilation would.
0: Yeah, it's not it's not a typical greatest hits compilation. I think that's what makes it so so special and so unique, and it's a really fun listen. I mean, because it's not just it's not just the songs on the first album, and then some kind of other hits along the way, like American music. Although that's all kind of in there. There's just a lot of personality. There's there's one song um, I can't remember which it's lies lies um, on the compilation it starts off as the studio version and then like a third of the way through, it suddenly turns into a live recording and there's this crazy like sitar solo that goes on for, it feels like 20 minutes. That's really fun. Uh, You know, there's like all sorts of kind of really strange things on here that really kind of speak to the FEMS, I guess, brand and identity uh, and, and, and show kind of why the band uh, is, is so unique is so special.
1: Yeah. I've seen some critics over the years, Sort of dunk on added up as like a very imperfect album because it, it it's like missing hits. It doesn't have like, it is <laughs> <laughs> missing yeah. some of their best songs. Not on the first album. Like why would you exclude them but leave on voicemails? You know, it, yeah. it just, it, as a compilation, it's true. It doesn't make sense in a lot of ways. But I feel like in in a weird way, it became part of the Fems legacy because if the Femmes were just a band. That had one great studio album. I don't think 40 years later we would be talking about them the same way. Part of the reason the Fems are still relevant is they do have this great live show. They've always done these sort of like very inventive versions of songs they've played thousands of times. Not a lot of bands can do that. It really is a gift that they have. And some of those like cool live versions are captured on this album. So you listen to like the live version of uh, "Added Up" with just the crowd going nuts. <laughs> yeah, just a nuts version of "Added Up" on this album that I like better than the studio version. It just like it's really a testament to like what the Femmes do. Um, it's my favorite Femmes album in, in a oh. weird way. It's like sort of like the same way that like Dead Letter Office, the REM rarities album. It's like yeah. my favorite REM album, which I know sounds psychotic. It just is. <laughs> it just it just like captures the essence of the band uh, in, in a way I think just a, a true studio album can't.
0: Yeah, no, I, I agree with you completely. And and they are a really fun live show. And Gordon's voice still sounds really good. And Brian uh, Brian Ritchie, the bassist, he's still really kind of creative on there. John Sparrow's on the uh, doing the brushes uh, in place of Victor De Lorenzo. But he's really great and they always bring in the horns of dilemma that do really bizarre things throughout the show um yeah i mean it's still a very fun show and their music's still fun i think their recent albums are are still good like you know i mean i think i think they're a really good kind of accomplished band i talked to victor and brian for a story from the Journal sentinel about this album and you know they're they're excited that it's out there because again fans have been kind of demanding it's been out of circulation But also, they hope it kind of gives them gives a little bit more shine. There are some people who just know them for like "Blister in the Sun." Um, You know, one one of my colleagues at J. S. kind of snarkily sent me a a message saying, "You know, you know, has any band ever gotten more mileage out of one hit?" Which I don't think is really fair in the Fems' case because I think there are a lot of really interesting things, and they have a fan base that loves a lot more than just "Blister in the Sun." They don't show up just for "Blister in the Sun." Um, So I think the hope for for Brian, uh, you know, talking to him was that this will kind of. You know, shine a new light on the legacy a little bit. Uh, potentially attract more fans. Kind of shows what the band's kind of all about, and, and hope, hopefully, it will make the live shows more fun. You know, it might be able to, to kind of add in some of these tracks, these these rarities on here, back into the live show too. So it's just another another means for uh, for the Thems to kind of expand on what they're doing. And Victor told me I didn't have this in the story, but he told me you know when he, when he heard about this, Victor said, "Hot dog, another revenue stream." So there's
1: that, too. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you have it. Uh, talking about the von Femmes, it's what we do. It's Milwaukee. But honestly, if, if you're burned out on the Femmes uh, or think you know the Fems but haven't heard this album, it really is worth checking out. It is so cool. You can read uh, Piet's article, and it is good. You got some good quotes in that article, Piet hard to say something new about the fems but you did that is at jsonline.com and of course you can follow us at radiomilwaukee.org and find this podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts tapped in is produced by kenny perez our handcrafted sonic inspiration comes from the license lab with support from you our members we can't do it without you up yet we will see you next time on tapped in
0: see you next time